0: Welcome to the Lead Your Life Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am grateful you are here back with me again this week. So it was my experience this last weekend that actually is the inspiration for this podcast. And what happened was I was really missing my husband John. And for those of you that are just tuning in and you aren't aware, my husband passed away on May 13th of this year from cancer. And it's been about nine weeks at this point. And it's been really difficult. It's been really hard. I've been grieving really in a I'm just been in a sad space. Now I'm also working and I'm going about my day and I I liken it to having a broken rib. It's something that is so painful on the inside, but not everyone sees on the outside. So it is really hard. And I was thinking about John this last weekend and reflecting on the thousands of reasons why I loved him. And the thousands of reasons why he was such an amazing, amazing man. He was an amazing therapist. He was an amazing husband, stepdad, grandfather, dad, all of it. And one of the things I started thinking about was what an amazing listener he was. He truly had the gift of listening. And for those of you that don't know, he he was a therapist. He was a therapist for 50 years and he was an amazing listener but it wasn't just what he did for a living it, that made him a great listener it was who he was he genuinely loved knowing more about people whether it was me my girls our girls um you know his clients he he genuinely just had this insatiable curiosity and that curiosity really gave him this, this calm wisdom that made him a great listener. And he often would just want to hear how my day was and what was happening, but he would always take it deeper. And so that curiosity lent itself to more listening. And as I was really missing him this weekend, I started thinking about what a gift listening is. And how so many of us have really truly lost this art of listening. And so if you're listening to this podcast, and if you're a leader, if you're a parent, if you're a spouse or a partner, this episode's for you because the bottom line is we can all get better at listening. And one of the things I have to share is... In the episode 114, where I talk about the legacy that John leaves and reflecting on all of the wonderful things about John, although I could have done 20 podcast episodes on how amazing he was, is the fact that, you know, he would take our girls, his stepdaughters, Hannah and Bailey, to yogurt. And a lot of times that was just his way of getting out of the house, getting them out of this environment um to just go talk and it wasn't him talking about his experiences per se although he would share his experiences it was more about him listening he wanted to know what was going on with the kids he wanted to hear what was happening with their friends if they were having problems at school or whatever it might have been but that was his time and i shared with you my listeners that a lot of people were asking me you know what can i do to support you and how can I help you? And I I said in that episode, just take someone that you love out to frozen yogurt or to ice cream and just sit and listen. And I have to tell you, I have been getting emails, I've been getting texts, I've been getting DMs from people all over sharing with me pictures of them with their spouse or with their niece or their nephew or their children And it is making my heart overflow. And I'm so grateful and so thankful for all the pictures. And please keep them coming in because there is no better gift than listening. And listening is a true connection tool. So I'm going to be speaking about it today in general, but it all applies to your marriage. It applies to your leadership Um, But I will be giving it a little bit more of a business slant today, Um, just in terms of how do you show up as a leader and how do you really listen to your staff and what is the benefit of that? So before I dive into the episode and we talk about this, the gift and the art of listening, I really invite you to think about this question on a scale of one to 10, how good of a listener do you think you are? One being, I'm a terrible listener. I'm always super busy. I'm the person that people are constantly saying to me, um, "Hey, are are you really listening to what I'm saying? You you seem involved in something else." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it." Or ten being, you are fully engaged and not just listening to what the person is saying. But listening to maybe what they're not saying, picking up on their energy, picking up on their body language, picking up on the environment and just your also kind of getting all of your senses involved and really fully engaged on the largest level you can in listening to what the person in front of you is saying with a level of insatiable curiosity that you just want to know more about what they're saying. So that would be a level 10. So one to 10, where, where do you rate yourself on your ability to listen? Okay, hopefully you've taken a pause and given yourself an honest answer to what type of listener you are. So before we dive into problem solving and, and helping you be a better listener and a more astute listener and a more connected listener, I want to dive in first and talk about why listening is so important. So when we think about listening, we're, we actually most often are, are dealing with the impact of not listening. So when I'm dealing with my coaching clients, no matter what level they're at, they could be new to leading or they can be CEOs. The, the thing that Is the most challenging for everyone that I deal with is conflict. People have anxiety about conflict. They don't want to have difficult conversations. It's even the most seasoned leaders that I work with will lose sleep for nights on end if they have to have um, a pip conversation or they have to let somebody go. Um, or they just have to have a difficult conversation with a colleague. It is one of the things that just most people aren't really good at, or they don't feel comfortable with. And if you think about the flip side of that, it's most of the time because there's been a miscommunication. That's why there's conflict. And if we think about why there's miscommunication, most oftentimes it comes from not listening. And when I say not listening, it means that as leaders, as parents, as spouses, that oftentimes we aren't picking up on clues because we aren't fully listening. So people may be telling us, yeah, I'm okay, but we're not picking up on body language or we're not taking the time to ask more questions. Are you sure? Is there anything I can be supporting you with? So there's so much to be said for body language. And if we're, if we have our head in our phone and we're, or our head looking at our computer and we're listening to someone say, yeah, I'm okay, but we're not really giving them eye contact and we're not really paying attention, then we're not really fully listening and we're missing about 50% of that communication. So again, the first reason why listening is so important is because Lack of listening or missing on those listening cues often ends up in conflict. So we want to avoid conflict. The other reason why listening is important is it can open up our own perspective. We oftentimes get paid because we know a lot and you've elevated in your career to a point because you know what you're doing and you have a lot of the answers and even as a parent, you most often feel like you have more experience than your kids. And I have all the answers, so it's easy for me not to listen. I can just problem solve. But when we do that, we really miss a big opportunity to connect. We miss the opportunity to really dig deeper. We miss the opportunity to ask powerful questions. And the aspect of listening that is so important here is we have an opportunity to have our own perspective broadened because I don't care who you are. You have a limited perspective and it's based on how you were raised, your culture, your environment, your socioeconomic status, your education. You have certain blind spots and listening can help you open up those blind spots And it can also help you uncover your unconscious bias. So we all, all of us have something to to learn if we just listen more. And it really helps us open up our own perspectives. The other thing that listening does is it helps us be really present in the moment. And when we're present in the moment and we're really taking in what's being said to us, We can actually control our emotions much better. And obviously the benefit of controlling our emotions is we're not going to say something that hurts someone. We're going to appear more professional. We're going to appear more controlled and we aren't going to lose our mind. And and I mentioned this earlier about my reflection this weekend and, and missing John so deeply and it's because he listened so deeply to me. And it truly was a gift. And listening is a gift. It's the gift of connection. If you think about why most people talk, they talk because they want to be heard and because they want to be known and because they want people to listen to their ideas. Well, when someone listens to you, they, they're listening to you. They're, they want to know more about you. And listening, like I said, is is such a gift. It really is. Whenever I would, I mentioned this in the episode 114, John never once in our entire marriage ever dismissed me or let me think that he didn't have time to listen to me. Sometimes I think he actually took it to an extreme. Sometimes if I needed to talk to him and he was on the phone with a client, he would just tell the client he had to go, he would call them back. And um, he would drop what he was doing to simply listen to what I had to say. So I mean, therefore, I was often very cautious of walking in unless it was very important, because I wanted to be sensitive to that. And I knew that about him. But anytime we went to dinner, he never had his cell phone. Anytime, you know, I went out to the living room after work and wanted to have a conversation with him. He would put down the paper, he would put down his book, he would turn off, he would literally turn off the TV. And he would turn his body and look at me and lean in and he wanted to know what I had to say. He wanted, he was so excited for me to share with him. And this actually helped me be a better listener as a mom, because as a working mom, having so many things on my plate... I was so many times kind of giving the kids like, yeah, okay, you know, go do what you need to do. And while I'm, you know, typing away on the computer and I was kind of half paying attention and John role modeled for me what it felt like to be deeply listened to. And I can tell you what an intimacy and what a connection that that created for us. And when I think about how important that is in my life with my kids, I've passed that forward to my kids, to my friends, to my friends' kids, and especially to my clients. It's such an important part of coaching is listening to what's being said, what's not being said, their body language. And I'm taking all of that in. I know John, when he was talking to me about his therapy practice, he would say, you know, oftentimes I... I'm I'm listening with like seven different cameras. I'm looking at how they're saying what they're, you know, obviously I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm also listening to what they're not saying. I'm watching their body movements and their body language. I'm watching how fast or slow they're breathing. I'm noticing their body language in terms of, do they have their arms crossed? Do they feel more open? And he he just would say that he was always watching and that was his way of listening. And when you think about the definition of listening, what it is is it's to hear something with thoughtful attention. And that's what the definition is in the dictionary. But I want to add something to listening. I think the true definition of listening is also in addition to that, listening is holding space for someone. It's creating a container for someone to be authentically who they are. And you're not judging that. You're just simply listening and acknowledging and witnessing. I think listening is really witnessing. And so if you kind of have trouble with identifying with listening because we use it so often, Maybe just shifting your mindset to what am I witnessing here, and I like this idea of listening as witnessing because witnessing doesn't have any judgment. So often, as we're listening, we're judging in our heads. We we already think we know what the person's talking about, or we're judging what they're talking about, um, or we're formulating questions or responses or defensive answers. But witnessing is truly objective. There is no judgment. And when you're witnessing, you can really pay attention to what is being said. You can pay attention to the environment, to body language, and you can also pay attention to energy. And I know some of you at this point are saying, Natalie, that sounds really hard. It's really hard for me to listen because I am so busy. I have so many things going on. I'm a great multitasker too. I can I can read my phone messages and respond to my husband or my wife or my colleague and it's really not a problem. But the truth is we a aren't wired to listen and b we aren't taught to listen. So going back to not being wired to listen. Human speech is roughly about 3 to 400 words per minute. But our brain can actually process two to three times faster than that. And so what happens is our our brain is trying to fill in the gaps while people are speaking at a slower pace, because why not? We can fill more in there. We can fill in the gaps. And that's where we start either listening to other things, paying attention, multitasking, or the other thing is we start listening to ourselves and our own self-talk. So that's one. And the other thing is, we're not taught to be good listeners. When you think about it, you know, we're taught presentation skills, but when was the last time you ever had a class or have heard of a class around or had any kind of formal education on learning how to understand and improve your listening skills and techniques? it's pretty rare. I actually looked it up and about less than 2% of all professionals have had formal education on listening. So it's a vital skill that we simply haven't been taught. We know the effects of not listening because it turns into conflict and we're trying to resolve that. And we don't also feel comfortable with that. So it, it's fair to say if we're better listeners, we might not have as much conflict in our lives. So we've talked about the importance of listening, why it's difficult to listen, and now we're going to turn some of those insights into action. So first and foremost, it's important to understand the three levels of listening. The first level of listening, which I think most people reside in, leaders, parents, kids, friends, is internal listening. And this is where the focus is on me. You're, you're listening to the voices in your head. You're filling it in with judgment. You're filling it in with questions that you're going to ask, your opinions. And as someone is speaking to you and you're listening, you're really thinking about how to respond. So a perfect example of this as a leader is you've just landed a new role in a new organization. It's your first staff meeting and you're in front of the room and someone asks you a question, immediately, you probably feel pressure. This is this is my time to shine. This is my time to make a good first impression. And so as they're speaking, you're already thinking about how you're going to respond, because you want to make that good first impression. And you, you want to show them that they made a good decision, that you're going to add value to the organization. But the entire time you're thinking about how you're going to respond, you're really missing out on what the question is, and you're also missing out on the opportunity to listen so deeply that you can ask a really powerful question. And I know for all of us, when we think back to powerful leaders, they are the ones that typically aren't speaking the most in meetings. I heard this many years ago, but I think it's definitely a good time to bring it up. Someone told me once, not it wasn't directed at me, but we were talking about listening and how someone on our team wasn't listening. And they said, you know, we were given two ears and one mouth, and we're supposed to use them in that ratio. So if you think about it, we're supposed to be listening two times as much as we're speaking. And going back to powerful leaders, that's typically what they do. They typically are listening way more than they are speaking. So again, this level one listening is all about trying to prepare yourself and and it doesn't build relationships and it doesn't let the other person know that you understand them and it doesn't let them know that you're interested in what they have to say or what they have to share because you're not digging any deeper and for all of you parents listening I think this is where most parents reside is this level one listening is when your child shares something with you the first response is to tell them and to share them an experience that you went through as a kid and you go into your diatribe about your experience and how it affected you and the lesson that you want them to know and you miss this beautiful opportunity to ask your kids some deeper questions. How do they feel about it? How it's impacting them? How are they having trouble, you know, what what decisions are they feeling like they have to make right now? What are they concerned about? And you can ask some beautiful, powerful questions to really understand your child even deeper. We all know that we have very different children, and, when we, and our, our children need to be parented differently. But if we're not taking the time to really intimately get to know our kids, then we're not giving them what they need. And I think What they need less is stories about our experiences. And I think what they need more of is for us to really be focused in on getting to know them and their uniqueness in this world and helping them understand for themselves what their strengths are, what their unique abilities are, and what their authentic gifts are in this world and in our family. So that's level one listening. Level two listening is the focus is on the other person. You're focused in on what the other person is saying and not only what they're saying, but how they're saying it. You know, someone saying, I'm fine with their arms crossed and not looking at you is completely different than someone saying, I'm fine and leaning in and, you know, they are very engaged. So they can be saying the same things verbally, but saying very different things non-verbally. And at this level two level, your, your focus is on them. You're fully present. You're listening to understand what they mean. You're listening to understand what they say. And also you're interested in them. So the key to this level of listening is curiosity. You listen with Interest, you reflect, you paraphrase back to them, you lean in with your body, and you really let them know that you're not distracted by computers, phones, rings, dings, all the other distractions that we have in our lives. Um, But you're really listening with your whole self. And another key with level two listening is being okay with silence. We don't have to fill the space with words. We can Let people have the gift of silence. And I just want to share, um, I am going to be doing a podcast on the grieving process, but I have kind of been going through the grieving process, obviously being in it, but also as an observer to it. And what I'll tell you, one of the most important insights that I've gained through this process is the people that have really... Done their best at truly being there for me are the people that don't try to tell me how their friend who their husband passed away and this is what they did and this is how they felt better and this is how they got through it. That's, I mean, it's kind of helpful, but it's not really what I need. Um, The people that have really meant the most to me and had the biggest impact on me are the people that have said, I just want to listen to how you're feeling. I'm simply here for you. And I just want to come over and I just want to hear what's happening for you. That is such a gift. And, you know, if they came over and were distracted and weren't really paying attention, that would be really hurtful. But they haven't, luckily. But I, I just share that as an example. But, you know, people who have just spent time with me, both on Zoom and in person, just listening to my feelings, not trying to solve anything, not trying to make me feel better, not trying to fix anything, has impacted me so deeply. So level two is all about the other person. And at this level, people really feel seen, they feel heard, they feel understood, and they feel like they're important. And, you know, they, they truly walk away feeling like they matter. Level three listening is focusing in on the energy. So I feel like level two and three go hand in hand together. Um, at this level, you're really listening to the words behind the words. You're using all of your senses to really be in tune with the person. And you are paying attention to their body language. You're paying attention to their tone of voice. You're paying attention to everything um, on, on a very deep level. So, so now to the practical tips. Now that you know the three levels of listening, you can really identify where you're at on those levels. And now for all of my listeners who are like, okay, Natalie, just get to the action steps, get to the fix it point, And you know who you are. Um, I'm gonna give you some practical tips on how to be a better listener. So the first tip is slow down. Oftentimes, we have so much on our own plate that we aren't taking the time to listen to others. So there's a Harvard Business Review article on the discipline of listening. And in that article, they talk about slowing down. And what they talk about is that you know, over the years, we've lost our ability to listen. And the reason why is it feels too passive. It feels like the opposite of action. And it's much faster to, for us to move to a decision based on the information you already have. But what happens when we do that is that we miss important considerations and we sacrifice the opportunity to connect. And, What happens is as a leader, once you change your listening style to be a more empathetic one, you may feel more inefficient Um, because what happens is it takes time. You have to make the time to truly hear someone and to reflect and replay the essence of their thoughts back to them so that both parties are clear on what was being said and what was being communicated. But the payback is dramatic, but it comes over the long run. So listening is an investment. The art of slowing down and listening is an investment. And what I will also tell you outside of leadership with children, it is a huge investment. When you listen to your your kids when they're young and then they get to the teenage years and everyone says, my kids don't listen to me, Well, it's most likely because they weren't listened to. So I just plant that seed for you to think about on how are we really listening to the people closest to us in our lives? Oftentimes, we're better listeners at work than we are to the people who are closest to us, which is really sad, but it's true. The other tip is if you catch yourself interrupting, formulating questions, having judgments in your head daydreaming during people speaking, just notice and just acknowledge that you're doing that. And the more you acknowledge it, the more you'll have power over it. So just acknowledge your monkey mind. <laughs> um, and then a third tip is if you're a visual person like myself, try to picture what is being said to you as a picture. So sometimes that can help us witness or listen better when we can put it into the way that we like to receive information. And the fourth tip is listen to learn. When you walk into a meeting and and you are pretty confident that you know everything that's gonna be talked about, there's not gonna be anything new for you and that this meeting is gonna be a waste of time, I invite you to shift your mindset and walk into that meeting saying, what do I have to learn here? I'm going to walk out of this meeting with at least one or two new nuggets of information and new learnings for myself and put that into practice and really dig deep into curiosity and ask powerful questions. I guarantee if you are asking powerful questions, you are going to learn something new. And that is my last tip, is when you find that you're in a meeting or you're in a dialogue with a customer or your boss and you want to start problem solving, anytime that you want to start problem solving, pause, slow down, and I invite you to ask two or three more questions. And you will be amazed at what you will uncover with the simple question what else? That is such an easy question. But, you know, as a manager saying after someone shares with you a problem with a client, asking them at the end of that, okay, what what else? What else should I know? You will be, again, amazed at what gets unpacked and what gets revealed. And as a leader, it's your job to have a pulse on what's going on. It's not your job to solve it, but it's absolutely your job to have a pulse on what's happening in the organization and to be aware of anything that will impact results. And the best way to do that is by deep, deep listening. So as we round out the episode today and as we close out our time together, I invite you to reflect back on what you will do this week to be a better listener. So which one of these tips will you take with you into your meetings, um, at work, or into your conversations with your spouse, with your kids, with friends, with anyone in your life that you want them to know that you value them. Because true listening and deep listening is a gift. So I invite you to put this into practice, and please reach out to me, message me, email me, and let me know how you are taking the insights from this episode and putting them into action. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation on the gift of listening and I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself